this is Captain Lee, and you're listening to the Andertons Podcast. Captain here. Thanks for watching Anderson's TV. It is my absolute pleasure to meet uh, the kind of guitar player that, if I could be anybody that I could be, I'd want to be like. You know, a proper old school American hard rock. Right on. Right anyway, on. it's Chris Robertson from Blackstone Cherry. How you doing? And uh, yeah, it's it's a, such a. I'm so looking forward to this. How come you're in the UK? Man, we're over um, doing a tour right now called Experience Kentucky. Um, we put out a new record in April of uh, this year, and uh, it's it's man like we had a record label change, we had a lot of stuff shift, and we got to go do a record on our own in a studio about the size of this place, really, um, a tiny little studio back home where we did our first album. Um, the guy's in a new location now, which is cool though, because the place he's at now is where he started, and it was also the old local music store back home. Oh, cool. Where like I would go with my dad and hang out on Saturdays, and where I bought my first guitar. 
Um, and uh, so we went there and did the record on our own, and we kind of just had this crazy idea to come over and do a tour where we kind of open for ourselves. <laughs> so we do like a 45-minute acoustic set, and then there's a there's an intermission to, to change the stage over, and then we come back and play like an hour 45 yeah. electric. Um, and it's, it's been amazing, man. It's We love touring over here, though, man. It's like the, the appreciation for rock and roll over here is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I mean... UK and the US have always shared a lot of kind of you know musicality in common, haven't they? But, oh yeah. Uh, so let, let's let's talk about you as as a, as a player. I mean, you're obviously the you know you're the front man of a of a um, you know four piece kind of, and I say it's a hard rock band. I mean, as as you rightly say, it's you've got the, you're like a chameleon, aren't you? You're like one kind minute you're coming man. out as a hard rock band, and the next <coughs> minute you're this sort of stripped back acoustic kind of yeah, it's, thing. It's 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 weird, man. Like what we do. Like we all have a, a big variety of influences, man. Like I was, it was laughing with Jazz earlier. My two favorite bands of all time are Nirvana and Leonard Skinner. Okay. Right. So you've got the two opposite ends. Yeah, of the I mean, you can there. hear the Leonard Skinner yeah. influence for sure. Right. Like yeah. the Nirvana never really used to shine through yeah. that much. <laughs> um, but man, like, and then it's like stuff like Sunhouse and Howlin' Wolf and, and yeah. obviously Hendrix and all those dudes, man. Um, but it's we just literally kind of do whatever we want i mean like it's funny what we, we played there's a festival in france called hellfest okay and we played hellfest yeah. several years ago i think it was 2009 and got an email the morning that we played that show that they had just added our new music video to cmt in the states which is country music television right so how that works i will never know well but, but, but uh, it does if i mean uh, as you say i mean it's it's kind of I like the fact that um, I like the fact that people are accepting of the idea. You know, it, it, to me, it's almost like it's quite refreshing that you know your audience are open-minded enough to go, yeah, I can put this stuff on, or I can put this stuff on. And man, the coolest thing was the first we did we did two nights at the Shepherd's Bush, and the first night there was a guy with like you ever seen the movie SLC Punk? No. Okay, it's it's really cool movie, man, and it's. Anyway, but it's like the 80s punk movement, you know, with like the crazy mohawks. And there was a guy with a mohawk that had to be a foot tall, and it was all spikes, right? And about seven people over to the left from him was a lady that had to be 65 years old with her white hair and her glasses. And, like, they both had their fist in the air. And I'm like, this is amazing, man. This is, like, as cool as it gets. They probably left together at the end as well in a really weird kind of (laughs) twist. (laughs) I've seen weirder things happen. I've seen weirder things happen. But, no, man, like... The, the coolest thing for me, man, like at our with our band and our, our shows is is the, the that the age barrier is gone. Like yeah. I got into playing guitar because of my grandpa and my dad. My mm-hmm. grandpa uh, passed a couple years ago, but he built acoustic guitars and mandolins by hand. Cool. Like literally just said, I wanna build a mandolin, I want an F style mandolin, I'm gonna go cut down some wood and build a mandolin. And that's what he did. And uh, he got started in all that man and then my dad obviously found the love from him, and then since I was old enough to remember, man, I've been around music, yeah. and uh, so they got me into it to sort of see like, you know, grandchildren, children, and, and parents. You know, it yeah. shows it's amazing, man. Well, I think we're lucky, you know. Well, I mean, certainly you're a bit younger than I am, quite a lot younger than I am, I think. But the, you know, generationally, I think all that that kind of post. Anybody who was born kind of like 1930s, 1940s, maybe onwards, is, you know, grew up listening to cool music. And yeah. I think, you know, that, that idea of 
um, your mum and dad or your grandparents telling you not to listen to the kind of, you know, the rebellious music. Oh, it's kind yeah. of gone now, isn't it? It's like just... Yeah. It wasn't when I was a kid, man. Like, oh, really? My, it's funny. When I, I started to learn how to play guitar, my dad was like, okay, here's how you make your chords. I was like, okay. He goes, now, if you want to be any good at this, you'll take this stack of records. And it was vinyl. You know? Yeah. It was records he had when he was a kid. He goes, you'll learn how to play this stuff by playing along with it, you know, figuring it yeah. out by ear. And I was like, all right. And then when I'd pull my own CDs out, he's like, I ain't helping you learn that. And I'm like, dude, I want to learn how to play this Nirvana song, and I can't figure out this one part. I ain't helping you play it. So what was he? Just like, all got all his Willie Nelson albums out? Or Man, like it, was like, like, it was like Waylon Jennings stuff, um, a lot of the old country. Yeah. But then it would also be like, you know, Skinnered Records. And, and, okay. And the, one, the record that I put on, and I was like, okay, I want to play rock and roll guitar, was uh, a mountain record, and it was the Twin Peaks live album. Mm-hmm. And I put it on, and just by happenstance, man, dropped the pin on Mississippi Queen. The cowbell comes in, and like the guitar that did that Les Paul Jr. with the P90 and the Marshall kick in, and I'm like, oh my God, my life is forever changed. Um, but that was kind of the thing that got me. But like, yeah, he he wouldn't help me learn like Rage Against the Machine or Nirvana songs or anything like that. And I'm like, dude, this stuff rocks. He's like, no, it don't. Yeah, the, lang- the language in some of those yeah. rage tunes, yeah, everything he, like that. He wasn't a fan of Couldn't that. Can play that in front of your grand, could I'm, you? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure I got some of those records taken away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so what was what was the first guitar? Can you remember that kind of? You I've know, got it. Oh, what was it? I actually, man, uh, my thirtieth birthday last year. My wife's like, "Honey, what do you want for your birthday?" And I'm like, "I want my first electric guitar back." Like my first actual guitar uh, was an acoustic my grandpa built for me when I was ten years old. Oh, cool! And um, like I couldn't play it though. Like I had I had like little, you know, sissy fingers and I couldn't do it. Um, so I just kind of stayed in the case for a while. But when I thirteenth birthday rolled around, I asked for a guitar for my birthday. So I play guitar, you know, and get a guitar and amp. And we went one week. My dad used his paycheck to get a guitar, and then him and my grandma went in together the next week and got me uh, got me a a crate. Like GX thirty, yeah. like with the effects and stuff. Yeah. Uh, this would have been nineteen ninety eight, um, and the guitar we got though um, was an Epiphone Telecaster with the Batwing headstock. And if you've seen those, but you type in Epiphone Telecaster Batwing headstock, and that's what it was. It was a cream one, um, and I ended up selling it the next year uh, to get a Squire Strat. Yeah, right, because I'd like a. I wanted to play a Strat because um, I, I found I found my love for Hendrix, yeah. man, and I was like, I got to play a Strat. Uh, him and Stevie Ray, and but she's like, What do you want? And the guy that I sold it to when I was fourteen still had it sixteen years later, and he sold it back to us. Oh, brilliant! Like, for the same price I sold it to him, for, <laughs> which is awesome, man. Like, but um, but I, I got it back, man. It's. It's hanging on the wall at my house, man. Like right between all my nice guitars, I there's even, that one. I can't even picture what a Batwing headstock looks like. It's weird. To... It's weird. It really? was not a good. It was not a good design. Yeah. But, I wonder if that's one of those uh, kind of like guitar center things where they just go and order like you know they get Epiphone to make them. A I don't know, man. Like or... the the local store back home had it, and like the reason I got that one was because like we didn't have much money, man. So somebody had dropped it and put a dent in it by right. the by the jack plate, and they were like, "We can do this one for like two hundred fifty bucks," and we're like, "Sold." I think my colleague Peter is just finding a picture on the big screen. That's it. Oh, I see. 
The mine was a Telecaster that was cream colored. So that's like the that's the the Wilshire, isn't it? Is the is the one that he's got the picture of at the moment. So uh, yeah, oh, like I that. see. So it's just like so that, but mine was a cream color. You can't see what we're looking at on screen. Well, perhaps yeah. you can. We'll put some. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But, see, they, they've got the one that looks kind of like the Explorer headstock. Yeah, yeah. But the Batwing like is just weird. Stick. Yeah, the Batwing was weird. But that's um, like brands like Reverend and stuff like that have started to do that kind yeah. of. Uh, oh, it's cool, man. Yeah. I love the, you know, I mean, I, I, that was my first guitar was a Squire Strat. And yeah. I just, I just think, I still, to this day now, when I, I'm, you know, if I'm working on the shop floor, if we're busy at Christmas and, mm. you know, mum and a dad bring their son, their, you yeah. know, their son or their daughter in and it's like they're 13, you know, it's like, it's yeah. almost a cliche, but you, when you see the kid's face, you know, yeah. the re, and it's red normally is the, yeah. is the color that kind yeah. of gets the biggest That's smile. That's the color mine was. Re, yeah. Mine was red with like a, like the, it, it had been upgraded. It had like a perloid pit guard on it. Yeah. And the guy had put the, that Fender Delta Tone system pickups Oh, cool. So it had sweet yeah, pickups. Yeah, good tones. Um, but dude, I, I love that guitar. I'm pretty sure it was a Rosewood Bullard too. Yeah. But it but was, this, I loved this, it, man. Because I, I, I know the guy that's got that one and I'm really begging him to buy it. It's your 40th it. birthday present then. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> like, I, I've, I've been like, man, can I please buy it? And he's like, I don't know, man. Would y'all sign it for me? And I'm like, nope, but I'll buy it from you. No. Give him a, just give him one of these. Just say I'll give you one of these in return. I'd be thing. tempted, man. I don't yeah. know. I, I kind of like these. Though. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie. It's, it's a special in its own right. Oh man. So so when was it? Were you you know was it like college when you started getting into your first bands or before? Hell, I never went to college. <laughs> okay, man. I uh, I got kicked out of high school. I know it's bad to say, but no, don't you know, do that. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't do smoke. that. Don't, don't do get that. Kicked out of high school. Don't do drugs. Don't use bad words on stage. Absolutely. I never mind up. the fact that every cool rock and roll star ever did all those things. Don't do them. Don't do it. <laughs> man, I, met, I, got a little, I got a four-year-old boy, man. And I'm like, how do I tell him? How do I, like, scold him, like, when school time comes around? Because, like, I was great in school. This is no joke, man. Like, I was an honor roll student. I had, like, straight A's, yeah. you know, perfect grades, perfect attendance. And then I got a guitar. And I swear to you, man, like. <laughs> Parents, I, switch off now. <laughs> yeah, turn it, turn it <laughs> yeah, away. Don't watch this. I'm not kidding you, though, man. Like, when I learned that I could play guitar, and by play guitar, I mean like I could play the beginning of Back in Black. Yes. I was like, no, no, school's over with. But no, man, um, like we started the band on my 16th birthday. And like it was the first real band I'd ever been in. Wow. And it's been the four of us ever since. It was like the first real you band. You grew up together as well? Yeah. I mean, like oh, me and John cool. Fred have known each other since we were four years old. You know, John moved up in 1998. Um, and like we would all get together and jam off and on and play that third of whatever song we knew and then it would just fall apart i remember john fred's mom came down one time we were like check out what we learned and it was uh it was the beginning of crossroads the way cream did it and all we knew was the very beginning though and she goes that's good do you know any of the other the rest of the song and we were like okay well we got to go back to work again but no man we started in high school the four of us and that's what it's been ever since and we started writing songs from day one like yeah. It's funny, like the only cover songs we did were from local bands back home. Yeah. There was a, a band called Super Fuzz that I was a massive fan of, uh, still am, and uh, they were amazing. And that was the band like we wanted to be, kind of. Yeah. Which is funny because they were a band from home. They weren't, it wasn't like we didn't want to be, you know, ACDC. We wanted to be this band from back home. They had this really cool, like, blues rock kind of thing about them. Because um, blues is huge the, with It's us. just living the dream, isn't it? I think right? it's just, yeah, I, I'm. Uh, it, what a journey. I mean, that's insane, isn't it? I mean, that, that's got to be the dream, hasn't it? Grow up, you know, dad and granddad buy you your first guitar. 
um, form a band with your all your friends that you've had from childhood, uh, and then literally that's it. You know, yeah. make, you know, and then you're playing in front of you know five thousand people and more. I, I, I've been very fortunate, man. I mean, like I remember showing my grandpa because like, my grandpa was he was uh, he did masonry work. Like so, we did house foundations, and I worked with him doing that stuff, and you know, but his passion was the guitars and everything. Yeah. And he was big into bluegrass and, and old country music. Like, he loved Waylon Jennings. Um, but I remember, like, not long before he passed, we had just finished our arena tour where we shot the DVD in Birmingham. And I went home, and I was showing him pictures. And he's like, you mean all these people come see you play music? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's pretty kick-ass, Pop. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I remember showing him a picture at Wembley. And it was like 10,000 people, man, there to hear us play. And... It was the coolest thing, man, for him to see because it was from a town of like fifteen hundred uh, people. He must have right? been so proud. I, it was it was yeah. awesome, man, to to get to to get to share with him that I got to do those things. Um, I always wanted to show him footage of like us playing at Download, but there's always profanity and <laughs> and the things people do at Download on the big screen that when you get your video to watch back to approve stuff, and I'm like, I don't know if my grandpa would appreciate what this is for what that can be so um but no man it's we've been very fortunate and it's it's so much fun man to get to do what we do every day and i mean we're lucky man you know like it it takes it takes a lot of luck luck. sometimes don't you man i mean we've we've put in work don't get me wrong you know like when we were kids instead of going out and partying on the weekends like we rehearsed six days a week 10 hours a night you know we would literally finish rehearsing at like 11 o'clock midnight then get up and go to school the next morning yeah um so yeah. like that like the childhood parties of the you know in high school with your friends going out to a party or whatever we never did that yeah i never went to a single party in high school oh. i was that lame kid you know what i mean yeah, like, I, do, yeah. I just played guitar in the corner i think that's the that that's the truth though isn't it you know that 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 you got to put in somebody said i can't remember who it was somebody said to me once you know that the guitar and i guess any musical instrument it's a very honest instrument it will give you back whatever you put in you know if you play a little bit you'll get a little bit back yeah if you play a lot dedicate a lot to it you'll get a lot back Um, that's the truth man like you have to to go for it you know it's if it's something you're passionate about then you have to go for it so let's let's talk about um how the your guitar collection and where, where you're sort of a not obsession is probably the wrong word, but your love affair with PRS started. Because uh, this wasn't like a, a thing where, where PRS kind of, you know, you were playing other brands and they approached you and yeah. said, hey, do you want a signature guitar? No, I and mean, you no. were a super fan. Yeah, like, dude, like, we, uh, like, I was always that guy that was like, nah, man, everybody plays PRS and Mesa Boogie. And I grew up, like I said, playing strats, and I used to play Fender Basement amps. Um, and then I, you know, I went through the Les Paul phase and, and I still love all those guitars, man. Like, a Les Paul Jr. is one of my favorite guitars of all time. Um, I actually bought a 58 Les Paul Jr. And it's amazing. God, it's so amazing. Actually, there's a sidestep now. My, uh, for my sins, I was a massive, probably still am, massive Bon Jovi fan for about 20 years. Used to go and see them wherever they were. And Richie used to, he was like, super rock star would change yeah. guitar every single song. Yeah. And he had a 59 Les Paul Jr. that I got to play once because I got invited backstage. And uh, it was the best sounding guitar of, it had one one pickup, like, you know, one, like two two controls. He used to come out and rock it. 
And I, I vaguely remember as well, like the, the, the tailpiece on it was quite high up and it was a bit wonky. And it was like, you know, it was, it was obviously in its day a cheap guitar. Yeah. But man, it's sounding this great. Like, like I, that, I got that 58, man. I bought it. Actually, John Fred, our drummer, had it. And I was like, yeah. man, yeah, I'll buy it. And I had to convince my wife a little bit, but I bought it. And dude, like, I, I you know, I, like, the, it needed some, you know, a setup and everything. Yeah. So, I taken it apart and then, you know, I'm doing a little bit of, you know, like just putting fretboard conditioner on it and I string it up and set it up and I plug it in and it literally just blew my mind. Like, yeah. I've never had a guitar that old. I've had some nice older guitars, but um, I did that. But back to the story. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, that, I love Les Paul Juniors. We, uh, then I, I, I played, uh, I played tellies quite a bit. Um, I really like the tellies with the humbuckers. Yeah, like those widespread yeah. humbuckers that yeah. a lot of people hate. I actually like the way they sound. Um, and it's the only maple board guitar I ever played. And then you fast forward to 2011, and we're on the road, and I like I only played older Gibsons. Like I had an 87 Les Paul Custom, a 65 SG, a couple other older guitars that I had just gotten lucky and gotten great deals on. Um, but it was every single day we were having to work on them, you know, having to adjust them because we'd be really cold one week and yeah. and then hot temperatures the next. And my guitar tech at the time was a guy named Hoogie, um, who's now he's he's now back out with uh, Eric Shine down the bass player. Mm -hmm. I said, man, what is the best guitar day in day out? I'm tired of messing with these things every day. I'm tired of you having to mess with them and bring me in every day. And he said, you don't want to hear it. And I said, all right. <laughs> I said, you know what? I said, let's call them and see what happens. And, um, man, called and I talked to Grover, uh, and a couple of days later, a guitar came out for me to try out, and I have not looked back. I literally plugged it in, hit one chord, and I was like, okay. I played it that night, and I literally looked at the guy, and I was like, I see what the fuss is about now, man. Like, man. Paul is literally hands down making the best guitars being built today, in my opinion. And that's, you know... And I, I said that long before they put my name on one. I mean, it's that that's that's a whole other mind blowing fact I've, in its own. I got a theory of you know that first fifteen fifteen years or so of PR, maybe fifteen to twenty years of PRS being out there, where they were where they were too expensive really for the working professional mm -hmm. guitar to pick up. So the only guys buying them were. We used to call him like the doctor and dentist guitar, you know. It was that was the yeah, that was man. the guy buying. So I think the kind of the, the hardcore kind of musician guys were a bit like, mm, yeah. I don't know if I really want to. And then all, but somehow, you know, just that constant pursuit of excellence, and 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 maybe the fact that the the range has got a bit bigger, and there are more affordable guitars, yeah. and there are plain looking ones yeah. as well as working musicians have kind of started to go. Oh, you know what? It's such a great guitar. I can't yeah. really just hold it against them that. Yeah, you know, and they that make was some expensive guitars, but dude, the first one I got was like a, a Arctic White two forty five with a wraparound yeah. bridge, and like the plainest guitar Paul yeah. ever made, probably. Um, but man, like it's just the, the quality control, man. Like, and the fact that you've got a guitar player building guitars, yeah, that 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 says a lot to me. Um, you know, man. And then you fast forward to like. The, the new SEs, yeah. right? Like the newer ones. To me, these are the guitars that are going to be how we were talking about Les Paul Juniors. They started off as a cheap yep. guitar, yeah. you know, more for people learning. Yeah. And 
these are those guitars now, yeah. you know? And S2. I mean, yeah. we, we, we got some um, plain finished S2 guitars. I mean, my personal favorite of the S2 range is the, the Mira, Myra, mm -hmm. whatever, you, you know, like the yeah. double kind of SG. So yeah, well, it's yeah. almost maybe even Les Paul Jr.-ish kind of, yeah. you know, slab it's, it's, body. It's like, it's like a cross between the two because yeah. the body's thinner like that. And you pick this thing up, and the first first thing you think is it's like it's such a nice, comfortable weight, you know. Yeah. Not it's it's not too heavy, and you just acoustically you just go, and it just in fact so does this one, mm. you know. I just go, oh man, I could rock this guitar. Yeah, dude. Um, like I've got, uh, I play an S two every night over here. It's funny, like I start off the show with a, a blue guitar, tuned uh, CFCFAD, which is this weird like pseudo full step down open G kind of tuning. Yeah, um, and then I play. A strip 58 on one song. I play SEs for the majority of the yeah. show. Um, and then I play an S2 single cut that's just a solid black one yeah. tuned to drop B because I like the 25 inch scale with yeah. the drop B stuff. Um, then I play an S2 Starla on the half step standard tune. And then I play another couple of these, man, for C sharp and C. Yeah. And But you, you were saying you've bought a whole like as you're traveling oh, around you just buy them literally my, as you see them my favorite score i've bought so far was a uh, a 94 ce 22 yeah with the original dragon pickups and it's like mint condition man like all the case candy it's even got the strap that came with it when the guy bought it and all the paperwork and but dude that guitar like and i'm not really big on high output pickups yeah. like obviously i've got 5708s in this yeah um, but those dragons are kind of hot but dude, that guitar is magical, man. It's a great like guitar. My, my, I guess like my my unicorn guitar now is, uh, it used to be something different, man. What's but a now, what is unicorn, that is in, doesn't really exist. Well, no, it like, we don't know they don't exist. Come on. Sorry. You're ruining kids' dreams. Sorry. You mean the unicorn <laughs> guitar like really hard yeah, to find? Like like the, the hard to find one. Oh, that, okay. you know what we call that, hard to find? What's that? It's rocking horse shit. Okay. Because well, rocking horse shit is really hard to find Okay, as well, well that, that's true. <laughs> but we, we could have a unicorn, maybe a unicorn guitar right, is better. Right. Okay. Mine is, uh, man, because my, my wife would kill me if I bought one, but it would be an 85 PRS. I don't care. <sighs> I was born in 85. That's the year they started. Yeah. That's like my bucket list guitar, man. We... Is 85 PRS. We haven't got an 85, but I'm pretty sure we've got an 87 yeah. in stock and I was really surprised when we bought that in oh, yeah. um, one of the guys asked me you know what do I think it's worth and I just priced it as if it was just a regular secondhand PRS and he's like no no no, no. This, there's this pre that first three years or so yeah. before he kind of moved to his first maybe factory like factory kind yeah. of thing those things are going for kind of insane money I know and that's what it's I'm like, saying I, that's why it's a bucket list guitar yeah. man like my wife would kill me if I like I saw one the other day and I was like yeah, the only thing money. I would say about that is I know a guy, you know, who oh. who who makes them. Yeah. You know, so I'm like What you mean makes No, I'm, I'm talking about Paul. Oh I see. <laughs> yeah, I, But no It's I, okay, I, I just kinda of soared right yeah, over. Yeah, it did. I thought you were about to tell you I know a guy who'll make me a fake nineteen eighty five. I was no, gonna say you can't no. say that one. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, but I the only thing I would say uh, when I, I, you know, I've played the, the one that's in in stock, and it's obviously it's a it's more expensive than it would cost you just go and buy a new custom yeah. twenty four now. Um, if I'm totally honest with you, I actually prefer the new ones. Yeah, Paul, I mean, Paul I like, himself like, will like tell you, like, he's 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 gotten better. You mm. know, I mean, that, that's a thing. Like, then that, that that's the one testament I think to Paul and everything he makes, whether it's amps, guitars, or acoustic guitars, is he's always pushing forward. Mm. He's never sat and said. 
well, I made that guitar, and that's the best guitar that that body, yeah. you know, or that's the best guitar for that, you know, particular thing. He's never going to do that. That guy is always going to keep going forward, and that's why I love yeah. being a part of his company, man. Yeah, I think in, to a certain extent, he's he's quite uh, he's a fortunate. mad scientist. Well, yeah, he's he's fortunate that he has a brand that people. Uh, are happy to accept this constant yeah. evolution of the guitar. You know, there's another brand, the Big G. Mm -hmm. Every time they try and change anything from 1958 or 1959, <laughs> it's like the lynch mob comes out, and it's just like you know. So I, 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 I think part of that has to do with the ideas too, though, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Okay. You there's know. been some crazy ideas, but it's almost right. like any idea. This, I, yeah. this idea that that. Uh, but anyway, look, yeah. I want to talk about this because right. when you this first came out um, earlier this year. Uh, and is was I think at the time was it the first SE they'd done that you could actually get you know proper American pickups on? I think so. I, I I may have read somewhere that maybe there was like a Bernie Mars in one that they did that that maybe had like wow. a, a special pickup in it. The, um, the normal Bernie ones didn't. Maybe there's no, a limited yeah, edition. Maybe there's a limited yeah. run or something. Um, the only other one that I know of though that has come stock with an American pickup. Is the the Holcomb, yeah. which comes with his set yeah. of his signature pickups. Yeah. But as far as PRS to offer one of their pickups, yeah. Um, in an SE, man, like this is it. This is the only one that I know of. So it's um, the. And I was just adamant about the fifty-seven oh eight, man. I was like, look, I want the fifty-seven oh eight in there, and they were like, I don't know, and I'm like, yeah, no, we're gonna do that. Come but on. I so so it's 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 a uh, a standard sort of an SE two four five. So you've mm -hmm. got the the twenty four and a half inch scale length. Yep. Um, we were just discussing, weren't we? At the moment, um, they're coming from PRS with uh, nine gauge strings on them, which I think for anybody that's going to buy one of these, it's an absolute monster guitar. But the first thing you're probably going to want to do is maybe put some slightly heavier strings on it. But I love I love this hybrid wrapper. I mean, it, it's. It's a great idea because I like the sound of a wraparound tailpiece, yeah. but I don't like the fact that on on a convention, like an old school wraparound tailpiece, the intonation is kind of yeah. preset, isn't it? Yeah. So I like the fact that you've got the adjustable saddles. Well, Are they brass I, as well? Yeah, and I mean, like I, I use these in so many different tunings yeah. that I can't really rely on just a standard wraparound. Yeah, like I, I have to have it where where they can be adjusted. Um, and but man, like and. Like the coil tap, you know what I mean. Like on the fifty-seven oh eight was another thing. I love Jimmy Page, you know what I mean, yeah. with the with the splitting coils. Um, but no, man. Like, where, where I, did where did the love affair with the P ninety come from? Leslie West and Les Paul Juniors. Yeah. Um, and that Leslie West was my love for Les Paul Juniors. Um, the the sound that guy got, man. And um, my buddy Rich, that I, that's that's my artist rep at PRS. Um, we were talking about you know this guitar and stuff and. Originally, I was thinking maybe just a single humbucker that was tappable. Yep. And he's like, man, he's like, you know, throughout history, single humbucker guitars aren't the most sought after. And I'm like, yep. okay, let's do something different then. And he goes, man, he's like, you love P90s. You've got a lot of P90 guitars. I was like, okay, I see where you're going. Let's put a P90 in the neck. And it was kind of like a, a thing that me and him came up with. And it's just something, man, that PRS has never offered. They've never offered a humbucker P90 combo. Um and like I, I, but I love like, you know, really fat single coily sounds. And like when I play clean on stage, it's always like cause I don't use a foot switch with my amps. I use, I'm using the original Sewell right now. Okay. Um, is my amp, and like I just I just roll back, you know, roll back the volume for my yep. clean sound on the neck pickup. But uh, it, it's 
it's amazing to me that I've got a guitar with my name on it. Um, and to have one, you know, that, that people are absolutely loving as much as they have this one, you know. Oh, it's cool. I mean, I, I, I must admit, I, you see this humbucker P90 combination on, on other guitars and visually it never always looks wrong mm -hmm. but it completely works on this guitar doesn't it yeah. there's not really anything i don't know if it's the positioning the fact that the p90s butt up against the the neck yeah. or whatever or the, the fact that it's black on a relatively dark guitar but it just looks like it was meant to be yeah um it's a great guitar i want to talk about your obsession with fuzz as well if there's if there's one yeah. other thing that you are obsessed yes. with <laughs> You were about fifty-three <laughs> different fuzz pedals or something. Oh, dude, I, I've I've got so many fuzz pedals. Um, literally every day that I've had a chance to go wander around, I've gone in and looked for fuzz pedals and and found something I didn't have. And man, like I always loved fuzz because of because of Jimi Hendrix, obviously. But the guy that re-sparked my love for fuzz is Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. Um, I heard Bright Lights and I was like, oh my god, this guy's a beast. Yeah. And I want that sound. Um, so much to the point that like I'm I'm not like it's weird for me to say this I'm not big on signature guitars <laughs> right um, except for mine but no um, it's not a dissimilar color to Gary's uh, signature casino is it oh sorry <laughs> no but like I, I actually I found one of those on Craigslist and had to buy it um, back home in my searches for you know, I'm always looking at gear man but like he, he kind of sparked my love for fuzz again and I just I collect fuzz pedals. I bet I've got forty fuzz pedals now. Let's man. let's play that because I think the conventional yeah. wisdom with fuzz is that single coil pickups yeah. into a fuzz pedal into a sort of breaking up on edge kind of right. old Marshall-y kind of sound. That's the conventional wisdom, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And then you just go. I do it completely no, opposite. No. Yeah. So take <laughs> but it, but like, it sounds like, great. Let's let's just get some tones and the just, way I do it. So there's the amp by yeah. itself, right? And I'm in humbucker mode, uh, and then that's the kind of fuzz great. I like. I, I that, like that. infinite sustain thing going on. Yeah, you? and it's just like we're the like it. My favorite kind of fuzz sound is like that, where it sounds like the amp could just basically spontaneously combust at any point. Um, and obviously, like you've got your cleaner fuzzes, um, you know, more some of the Hendrix stuff was a little is cleaner than that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where he would be single coiled out, you know, with less volume. Where it's. But it's just not nasty enough for me, man. Like that's the I like that. Just going to fall apart at any minute that kind sounds of sound, right? And we're actually not that loud in here, are we? No, it's, it's quite nice. a controllable kind of sound, like, isn't it? So the you see the volume. Yeah, yeah. The actually, when I say not that loud, yeah. we're really quiet. Yeah, um, it's it's quiet, but it, like it sounds great, man. And where does the so? I mean, let's let's have a a, a quick swizz on because. The, the the first bit when I first uh, started listening to your band, I did I did literally have to go when you know as the, as one of the acoustic numbers mm -hmm. kind of comes on. You, I did literally have to double take to just make sure that I was still listening to the same band yeah. on you know iTunes, and um, 
so you know what, what where does where does that kind of come from and you know and gear wise you know I don't know did you did your granddad ever make you the acoustic you know did you did you get like one of his to play or man I've I've got three of them oh, I've got uh, I got the one he made me when I was ten um, and then I went out to his house one day man and he's like I don't like his guitar and I'm like why and he's like well the action gets too high too quick on it. And I'm like, well, Pa, I tune my guitars down a whole step when we go to do radio yeah. stations just because it's easier to sing, you know. Nobody wants to get up at 6 o'clock yeah. in the morning and go sing songs at standard pitch. So I'll tune them down, you know, a step or so. Um, I was like, well, you know, so it's going to be lower action anyways. And I basically begged him out of it because he was going to bust it. And oh, like, really? Yeah, he was going to burn it because he didn't like it. That's what my grandpa was. He was very peculiar yeah. by his guitars, man. Um, and then when he passed... My grandma gave me the last one he ever made, which was his favorite one he ever made. And I've got it, man. And, like, that's the one, like, if I if I were to go in the studio, that's the acoustic I would yeah. use. What is um, it? Just what kind of it's a... Just, it's just like, man, he made them kind of like D28s. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's it's awesome, man. Just a spruce love... top. Yeah, yeah, dude. Rose back and sides. Or it's, uh, mahogany back and sides. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure exactly Rose on back. that one. Because, like, he did... He did a lot of different stuff. Like he's done some had maple back and sides, where they were like curly maple and they were beautiful, man. Um, you know, maple necks on some of them. They were just beautiful. Um, but like when we play live, I use the uh, the SE Angelus, oh, the, really? the ones that have the uh, the control cavity here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer those. I don't like the knobs on the inside. Yeah. Um, but I, I that's what we me and Ben both use are the the SEs with the thing oh, up here, I didn't man. Know. But for recording a more traditional acoustic but and then live for, the thinner bodied ones. I, I rarely record acoustically um, on our record just because I, I have huge hands and it's so hard for me. Ben generally does that. Right. He's got witch fingers. Um, hmm. But he, he's got some kind of crazy Martin that is like got all this crazy inlay. But dude, like you hit a, you hit a chord on it and it just rings for 16 days and... You know, angels come down and sing when you hit the chord on it. <laughs> one um, of those Martins. Yeah, uh, uh. he did. He's, he's got one of those really, really like uh. crazy looking nice ones, but it sounds incredible. Um, it, it, just, it rings for days, That's man. Cool. So, yeah. obviously, the, the, the album that came out in 2016, I, do you know, I know what I need to ask you because I couldn't get this thing to play on iTunes before mm -hmm. you arrived. I don't know, my iTunes obviously wasn't working. But have you released a Christmas single? Yes. <laughs> And it yes! is awesome. Hang on a minute. I need to I've hear the Christmas. This is my dream. Phone. Hang on a minute. Like, my dream. This is a drunken and disorderly version of no. this song, man. <laughs> but it's awesome. If I had one wish, I would literally be, could I write a massive Christmas number one single? Check this uh, out. So we did Blue Christmas, right? And I mixed this. We did it uh, We did it at the studio when we, did the, when we did the album. And I actually mixed it like... This has been done since like November of last year. Right. Like we got home and they're like, can you mix that for us to put out and send it out to, you know, because like over here they play this stuff on radio. And uh, <laughs> here you go. Yes, jingle bells. Sounds drunk. Is there a video with this? There's not. It's just. Oh, I wish there was. See the video. Can I be in it? I'll dress as Santa Claus. Be amazing. Be amazing. But no, dude, it was. It was so much fun, man. Like, oh, it was just. It was something man. last minute. We were like, let's go do a Christmas song. Why not? 
It's the, um, it's got to be. Oh well, good luck with that, man. Everybody go and buy. Well, what do you call it? Blue Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's just a, like a cover of Elvis's Blue Christmas that we did. Uh, you know, and literally, like we got down, we listened to it. We finished. We we're gonna listen to it. And we're like, it sounds like you're all drunk. And we're like, that's amazing. Do you shout? Eggnog for everybody. Do you shout at the top of your voice at the end? It's Christmas. Did you have to no, do that at the end of no, every I, I Christmas song? Oh. I didn't. But I should have. Yeah, I was going to say. I'll keep that in mind for next time. For next right. time. <laughs> so what, where are we going next year? Because the, the album from this year has just smashed it. Man. Um, we, what's next? Uh, More tours? Yeah, well, we, we got some touring lined up next year, man. And then we're uh, and then we're probably honestly going to start, man. Like the, the, the business has changed so much that we're going to start a new record probably middle of next year. Right. You know, because like it's, it's it's not, you can't do the, what Tool's done. Where's the Tool record? Come on, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can't do you know every three years on a record now it's like every 18 months to 24 months you got to put out a record but which is good because we love that i mean yeah. like we love recording and, and touring and keeping everything fresh so we're uh, we got a couple more tours lined up and then we're gonna go make another record man oh, which cool, i'm man. excited about oh, well i, I love promise recording. when you're next in the uk i i, I will absolutely come and see you because it's uh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm loving what i'm here one last question mm -hmm. as well how much trouble did you get in with your wife when you made the Mary Jane video? You know, honestly, none. Really? And here's, here's why. Here's why. <laughs> My wife is so cool, man. And smoking hot. But she's so cool. Uh, we, uh, dude, we've been together since my 16th birthday. Oh, cool. Like, me and her guy, she called me and was like, hey, uh, you going to be my boyfriend? And I'm like, well, damn, that took you long enough. She's like, well, I, you know, I just turned 17 and I couldn't date a 15-year-old. And I'm like... That makes sense, man. It makes, but no, dude, we've been together so long. It's like all that kind of goes out the oh, window, man. man. It was, was a fun it, video to shoot. That. I bet you it, it was, was a fun, a fun video, video to shoot. shoot. Yeah, it, I might uh, have watched that once or twice. Yeah, it uh, <laughs> it definitely didn't hurt anything, to be honest with you. Funny story about that video. The guitar I used in that video, I think it was a DGT, a white one, uh, which I had one. I gave it to my dad. I <laughs> I, I was leaving home that morning because we shot it in Nashville. I was leaving home and I grabbed my guitar case and like I've got my little boy in one hand and my guitar case in the other with his diaper bag, right? And I'm like taking him to the babysitter and I'm loading everything in my truck and trying to get to Nashville on time. I get down there and the guitar's not in the case. I forgot to stick the guitar in the damn case. And Josh, our other tech, is freaking out. He's like, I, I, and I was like, did y'all not load it the last show? Because I just grabbed the case out of my floor. I didn't think anything about it. And I was like, I just... It was hanging on the wall at the house. So I called up Rich and Bev, the PRS, and I'm like, hey, uh, so I totally just shit the bed on this thing, man. I forgot my guitar to shoot this video. And they found, like, somebody at Soundcheck or somewhere in Nashville had one. And they actually had a white DGT, and they, like, rushed it over, and I had it in 30 minutes. I'm like, PRS are amazing. They got to stay and watch the video being shot as a special present. Well, they, they could have. I think they left, though. <laughs> they, they missed out. Oh, man. Well, look, it's been such a pleasure having you over on the yeah, show. Man. I really, really wish you good luck with everything in the Thanks, future. It's, you know, your kind of music is just the best kind of music. So uh, yeah, We, have, and if we you, have fun. I'm pretty sure everybody watching this is going to be familiar. But if you're not, I will put a link in the description below where you can go and find out more about the band. Appreciate and, that. Uh, but, yeah, and good luck with these, man. Yeah, oh, actually, man. that's what we should say. So yeah. we had uh, delivered this morning, because we knew Chris was coming, um, 18, 18 of these uh, guitars and 
Chris has very kindly signed uh, the back plate of every single one. Yes, so again, I'll put these on our website. There's a, there's a unique listing on our website just for the signed ones. So if you go to our website and you can't find it, it's because you're too late, I'm afraid, and you just have to have a, a, an, an unsigned one. But there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. He's a great man. I love him, man. I mean, it's, it's one thing to have a guitar with your name on it, which is like totally mind-blowing. But to have a guitar that people are, are truly loving and... Yeah. And a guitar that is a workhorse, man. Like, yeah. I don't change anything on these. The only difference between what you will get if you buy one and what mine are is I put tens on mine mm-hmm. and I put strap locks on them. That's it. Like, I don't put anything else any yeah. different. You know? Easy job to do if you want to change them over. Well, look, so thanks, guys, for watching. Um, cheers, man, for coming in. We should yes, jam out. I'm going to play something more laid back, bluesy, and then That's you fine. can do your kind That's of fine. Gary Clark impressions if you yeah. want to. I can't do uh, Gary Clark, but I'll do something, man. <laughs>
for listening to our latest podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit that subscribe button. See you next time. <laughs>